Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. There is no one obstacle to overcome, I feel, and they are never going to end. Every day is that challenge that you have to continue to face and, you know, stand up and pass through it. My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. I call it actionable empowerment. Every single episode, you'll hear the story of a fantastic woman in tech, from engineers to founders to investors to journalists to designers, all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast here in Phoenix, Arizona at an amazing event called ACT put on by Chick Tech. And here to celebrate Women in Tech is Aditi. Am I saying your name right? That is correct. Yes. Because it's a hard name. Does it mean yeah. anything? Uh, well, not really. I'm not sure either anymore. <laughs> so, okay, Aditi, go ahead and um, introduce yourself to everybody and tell us a little bit about what you do. So I am Aditi Madane. I am the CEO of my company. It's called Epsilon Labs. Uh, we are a software development company working in the innovation uh, software industry. We work a lot with early stage startups, um, primarily powering the dream of our non-technical co-founders, um, helping them build out their products. And then we also work with enterprises developing their innovation labs. Um, I have been an engineer. I did my master's in computer science and then did a corporate gig for like 15 years before I realized I, w- I needed to do something more purposeful. Um, I wanted to get out and really make a difference. And that's where Upsilon Labs came in. I wanted to take the skills that I had and apply it to, you know, solving some real world problems. So I've been at it for the last couple of years and it's been a crazy ride uh, starting my own company. And and right now we're here at ACT. What mm-hmm. is ACT about? So ACT is about promoting uh, women in their careers and advancing them. Um, we see that women uh, might not always reach in the higher positions in uh, tech companies. We see it's very dominated by male. And I think this conference is a great way to help women get that confidence and the tips and the tricks. And there is a lot of one-on-one career counseling as well. Uh, helping them move to the next level, which is just great. And it's organized by an amazing um, organization called Chick Tech. And you also have involvement in Girls in Tech. Tell us more about Girls in Tech. So Girls in Tech launched its Phoenix chapter chapter about six months ago. Uh, We did not have any chapter, or maybe a little longer, but we did not have a chapter here at all in Phoenix. Uh, Girls in Tech is all about promoting STEM education. 
we want to start young. Uh, we see that a lot of girls do not opt for STEM courses uh, during their middle school and high school years. And that is where Girls in Tech is focused on, is promoting STEM education among young girls, um, helping them uh, you know, choose those courses as they go through and encouraging them to do so. Also, uh, we want them to be able to see role models in the real world, not yeah. in magazines, yeah. of women who are having successful tech careers so that they know that that's a viable path for them. Um, we also have to focus on educating um, the parents as well as the educators to encourage women to continue in the STEM roles to avoid any unconscious biases that happen at that level. And uh, Girls in Tech is also focused on the other side, helping women who are re-entering the workforce after, you know, taking maybe a leave of absence or uh, who want to grow more in their careers in tech um, by providing mentoring platform for them in which they can connect with other women leaders um, in Phoenix and, um, you know, get the guidance needed to go to the next level in their careers. And did you have technology in your home growing up? How did you find the world of tech? Um, so I wanted to be a doctor growing up always, and I, I maybe I landed at it by accident, but I think uh, now I feel like maybe it was more by design. Um, my brother was um, definitely doing engineering, and that was some of the options that I had growing up. Was um, I grew up in a very middle-class Indian household where engineering and doctor are like kind of the two cool places you go to. And since I couldn't get into you know medical school, um, I fell, fell back on engineering. And it's really from it's been a long journey from there discovering this passion that I have now after doing my bachelor's in computer science. I also had this uh, long pipe dream of studying in an American university. Um, but we did not have the finances to, you know, be able to pay for the university here. Not even the flight ticket, actually, for my parents. Um, so I just worked really, really hard, got good grades, got a full scholarship, and got into Florida State University. And that's where, really, my whole journey has begun. Um, over the years, being the only women, you know, in a lot of engineering teams, um, this whole cause of promoting women has been very close to my heart. Um, and it's just been a phenomenal journey that has given me so much. And I have learned and enjoyed so much being a part of tech. And I really want to share my experiences with the girls who are coming into this industry now. And what's a piece of um, powerful support you can give women, your fellow women who are in teams where they don't see a lot of people like themselves? How can they feel more confident more uh, a larger sense of community if there's not necessarily a female on the team with them. Yes, and we see that a lot where there would be just one person in the engineering team, and it is extremely daunting. It is daunting when you have to speak up your mind. It is daunting when uh, you are sitting in a room full of engineers and people look at you like you are the note taker. And then there have been instances when I've, I've told them I'm not here to take notes. I am a uh, technical architect and I'll be making the decisions. And then they go, oh, okay. <laughs> so it, it is hard. but I don't want to pass over that. I think that's really important. Okay. It's really important that we all have a choice to speak. Yes. Meaning just because someone thinks you're whatever they think you are, that's fine. Let them think whatever. It is our own choice to then say, hey, this is who I am. Yes. And then they can respond in a positive way. Yes. So, I mean, we walk around the world, tech or no tech, and 
people have perceptions All and perception by what you're wearing, by where mm-hmm. you live, what kind of car you drive. So, I mean, I was just, this is super random. But I was just having this conversation yesterday that I think it's really funny that I have an older car, but I own my car mm-hmm. and I really like my car a lot. And right. it gets me from point A to point B, but on a status scale, I have a Scion, right? Mm-hmm. On a status scale, like I don't have the status of someone with a BMW, mm-hmm. but potentially that person has these huge monthly payments that they can't afford. How does that make, how is that person with the perception of having more success when I actually own what I, you know, I completely agree with you. And that's what I was leading into. Like, it does not matter. Just own it for who we are. Don't try to blend into the bro culture. Don't try to be that, you know, be like the other male engineers. Right now, all large companies are building tech products for women. It's extremely important for them to get this perspective of how a woman would use it in the everyday world. Uh, it is ox- extremely important for a woman to own it. I'm a woman. I'm a mom, you know, and it's okay. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, the, that is your strength. So p- as long as you know in your mind it's your strength, it will automatically be projected. So do speak up. Don't uh, Don't feel overwhelmed. And if at any point you do feel like, I don't feel comfortable speaking up, reach out to mentors. I feel like that's totally. a great idea. Totally. Um, uh, talk to, there could be other women at senior positions in your organization who could be very helpful. There are organizations like Girls in Tech who provide external member mentors who, who are outside of your industry. But all you need is a pat on your back and a helping hand and you can easily overcome some of those situations. A hundred percent. I have a mentor. Her name's Deborah Hockemeyer. Um, Adam usually plays a little clip so you can know more about her sometimes. It's it's so valuable mm-hmm. to have someone that's further along or just has a better understanding of the world to say, like, how do I become my best self? Exactly. That's all. And and really, most of the time, that's all we need. We just need someone to tell us it's okay. it's going to be OK. Just keep going. Yeah. hundred percent. OK. So um, so you discover technology in this path and now you end. I mean, what's the biggest challenge that you've overcome successfully and how did you overcome it? Um, so I feel like um, definitely the first channel challenge was to be able to come to a foreign country and to make a life of myself over here, which I feel like uh, that has been a great and the most rewarding journey of my life to be able to come to America. Um, I think of all the countries I could pick, this was the best. So I'm really happy being here. Um, secondly, of course, in tech, um, the through my tech career, I feel the challenge has, of course, always been how do I make myself, you know, heard? And it it is, it might feel like, yeah, get up and talk, but it does take a little bit of, you know, multiple years of being in that place to know that you need to be able to speak up your mind so you can grow in your role and get the promotions that you deserve. Um, And then the... Really, when I felt like I have done that, I am like, now I need a new challenge. And that's where I jumped into entrepreneurship, which has been its own crazy uh, ride. Crazy. Um, completely, especially starting a software development company, which is, again, largely dominated uh, not by female founders at all. Uh, so to be able to go in and to to be able to have to prove yourself every time that um, you are worth working with your clients and them to trust you. So... Um, 
there is no one obstacle to overcome i feel and there's never they are never going to end every day is that challenge that you have to continue to face and you know stand up and pass through it you know one uh, one resource that's great i've attended one i haven't gone through it um my mom's a speaker so i learned mm-hmm. how to be a speaker from my mom but um is toastmasters yes have you done toastmasters no i have not but i've heard good things right, about it right me too i went to, i went i like observed one mm-hmm. and it was cool essentially you learn how to be a speaker but it's not to you don't have to become a speaker a professional speaker it basically just teaches you how to assertively communicate right, right? yeah right yeah I, th- I think toastmasters is a great resource to be able to do that but even at a smaller level even if you can try to you know do a lunch and learn in your company and just oh, like lunch and learn that's small good small things in your team speak up um you know women engineers might work on very cool projects but they let their male counterparts present don't let them present the solution go up their own and present the solutions you have worked to create you know take the glory take the spotlight but i'm scared what if nobody likes my ideas <laughs> i agree with you i mean it is but the only way to beat that fear is to go out and face it there is really no other way to to beat it so definitely uh, practicing on a smaller scale is the way to go through toastmasters or just doing small lunch and learns in your company or just small team presentations i think they help as well and i bet girls in tech has amazing opportunities to patch practice pitches and absolutely we have a whole you know not only with our mentorship platform but we also have multiple other avenues and you know events that we have in which we bring people together in which we can give this uh, one-on-one or a class level coaching and help the girls really be able to present themselves um i also mentor at galvanize which which coaches young women into the tech field so we i'm help them mentor through a lot of you know being able to speak up in the interviews and doing that so i feel the community does have the resources it's a matter of tapping into and getting that help that's there i love it couple last questions how do people connect with you So I am on LinkedIn of course uh, find me there I am also on Twitter it's it's Aditi M can you spell it out for us the it's, LinkedIn too uh LinkedIn is uh, Aditi A D I T I and Madane M A D A N E and Twitter is it's I T S A D I T I and M um and um of course anytime you know if anybody wants to reach out I am always there to help. Uh, and how about your company email? I mean, sorry, your company uh, URL? It's www.upsilonupsilonlabs.io. And what types of clients do you primarily serve? So I work with a lot of early stage startups. Uh we were help them with building out their MVP, uh, putting together, you know, their uh, first version of the platform out there. uh helping them with the research and the innovation needed for their platforms awesome. and then also with enterprises at uh, the similar thing working with enterprises as it's all new technologies that we work with awesome okay two last questions your favorite book personal or professional or both ooh um the definitely the lean startup it's like my bible eric i Reese? feel yes yeah. with eric reese for uh, on a professional level um also um the seven successful habits of uh, the seven habits of successful highly successful highly effective people yeah. So yeah, yeah yeah i think or Se- stephen covers the seven habits of highly effective versus, yes. yeah yes, yes that's that the one. one carl do a google search you guys will include it in the show notes and your favorite tech tool favorite tech tool oh um 
I don't know. There's so many I use. Like my life is currently overrun, but I use Trello a lot. Trello. It really helps me streamline my life. Uh, from I have a board for my home, for my kids, for my work. There's a board for everything. <laughs> I feel like you're a Trello commercial. I know, <laughs> literally. Actually, on that note, for Lean Startup, what was your biggest takeaway from that book? And from The Seven Habits, what was your takeaway from that book? So um, with Lean Startup, I think the, he hits upon a very key point, um, which is to be able to be in this continuous cycle of learning, uh, build little, learn more, again, build more, uh, which was completely anti what we used to do in software development world is just build these large products and hope somebody will like them. So I think this this circle of continuous learning, I feel it's a very analogous with life too. It's just always a circle of learn, improve, learn, improve. Um, and that's what that just reinforces us for software development. Um, and in Seven Habits of Highly Successful, I feel like just all of them were, like, they were obvious, but but yet they gave me that aha yeah. moment. The, again, the continuous learning, the going out and, you know, making yourself, you know, available to meet people, community outreach, the things that we do, but just reading them in the book made me go, okay. Totally. <laughs> thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. Okay, thank this you is so awesome. much for having me. Thank you. This, this is great. rad. If you guys want to connect with more incredible women in tech around the world, go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. Takes you straight there. Womenintechvip.com for the Women in Tech Facebook group. Also, if you say hello on our socials at Women in Tech Show, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, maybe you'll get a Women in Tech sticker. Oh, that's right. (laughs) I'll talk to you guys. See you guys here, you guys, in the next episode. Bye. Women in Tech is an independently funded project funded by you, the community. So the way that you could support us is by going to patreon.com slash women in tech and making a small contribution. Every little bit counts. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash women in tech. Thank you so much for believing in our vision. As you've heard, I've been really inspired by a mentor figure named Deborah Hockemeyer to explore the powerful light that Deborah Hockemeyer is. Be sure to check her out on LinkedIn. And we have a Women in Tech podcast episode featuring Deborah that aired July 3rd. So just scroll down on the Women in Tech podcast to find that episode. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. Go to womenintech.love. Linked in the show notes.